heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Folks, as we all know, NFL season, college football season is right around the corner. And, of course, now with it becoming more legal in the States, up in Canada where I am, mainly Ontario with iGaming, you want to win some money. I did fantasy football a few weeks ago, but now it's about the money-winning aspect of betting on football and all that stuff. Who better than TikTok sensation, just overall social media (laughs) star, Mikey Over, to kind of help us get you guys a little more coin in your pocket this football season. So how are we doing today? Good. Super generous intro. <laughs> Don't know about social media star or any of that stuff, but I definitely do bet on sports. So that is that is that that part is true. Basically, if you're a gambling degenerate, this is the episode for you, essentially. Yeah, definitely tap in if you're a gambling degenerate guy. <laughs> this is the one for you. Yes. Oh, but like I said, we're three weeks away from the season starting, but then when it comes to betting, I feel like you i don't know where you come from for it but for me you always have to look at it from a way of like what's going to win you the best money even though sometimes you want to take just those favorites but mm. i have a golden rule and i want to see where you come with it let's hear it go with your gut love it or if you get a sign like i was last year i don't know if you remember this game but it was colts versus bills okay. and i was walking my dog and for some reason i saw a dude in a darius Leonard jersey and i just said to myself <laughs> i was like Colts plus seven. What happened? That was the game where Jonathan Taylor ran wild and they killed them. Dude, it's 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 all about the little stuff. You know, I think a lot of sports betting, I think, uh, you know, there's too many people that complicate it. I think it's yeah. way more simple. And um, I think it's actually, it's more fun if you're having fun than if you're taking it too seriously. And um, I think like that kind of stuff, it works. You know, like you're walking your dog. Number one, the Colts were dogs. Yeah. And then you see Darius Hunter jersey. You're like, I mean, it's the Colts day. So, I mean, yeah, no, I love that kind of stuff. Also, if anyone's watching, um, you know, the the video version, not just the audio, um, there was that was excellent graphic introduction, as you said that. Just appreciated yeah. that. <laughs> I have all the graphics loaded up. I have Let's the, go. everything going there. I, I try go. to keep it professional here. Let's go. But, um, yeah, that's the thing, too. I say go with your gut. And it's one thing, too, where I'm like, I really got to talk to this guy was you did a podcast episode where you basically said, I'm not here to basically take money from people. I'm not like. Cause I've seen discords where people are trying to charge like 50 bucks a month. Yeah. I've seen people charge. Like there was one girl I saw that was trying to get like 25 bucks a day out of people. I'm just like, at the end of the day, look, even though everyone's a different creator in that sense, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, podcasting, et cetera, 100%. we're all here to help each other win money. We're all here to basically beat the book. hundred percent. Rob the book. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing is like, I, I hate the whole handicapping bit. Um, my whole thing is, you know, I just, I put, I, I tell you what I'm taking today. Um, and you can do whatever you want to do with that. You can take the same one. You can take a couple legs. You can change it up. You can do a full fade. Um, but I would never charge someone for my picks because, you know, even the best sports better is 50%, you know, like that's, that's something that's very well known that even the best sports betters go 50%. So I'd rather have fun with it and, and build a community around just, just riding with the guys or gals, whatever it is. And, you know, having a good time with it, but yeah, no, I would, I would never sell my picks. I think it's way more fun putting everything out there. You get the guys that, you know, talk, talk all that smack and tell you it's bad. And then you got the guys that are like, I'm here every day of the week. Like let's ride till the wheels fall off. It's, it's great. I'm, I'm loving every second of it. 
Exactly. Like they're there for you when you go three and oh on a parlay, but then at the same time too, they're chirping you shit when you're going over three. So and that's expected, you know, that's yeah. an, it's an expected give and take. You know, if I, I say it all the time. Um, I get a lot of people that are like, why do you, you know, what do you do when, you know, people start DMing you hate or when people are responding with hate? It's like, you know, I, I put myself in a position to receive that because, you know, I'm, I'm not asking people to take what I'm taking, but I'm putting what I'm taking out there. So, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there, you got to expect a little bit of backlash. So, you know, I think, I think there's a give and take in the game. Exactly. You have to be able to dish it out. Like, like, for example, like when I see a guy and he's actually been on the show before with Trent, when, yeah, look, sometimes his picks don't go according to plan, but at the same time too, if when you are at the highest of highs, you have to celebrate. But when you're at the lowest of lows and you're eating crow, look, you know people are going to make fun of you. But at the same time too, it's, it's tough, just yeah. it's another day. Cold streaks end. It's always better to end you're a cold. Yeah, you're, you're due. You're due. You're due. That's what I say all the time. I'm due now. Like, I'm due. Whenever I start getting a little bit cold, I'm due. And, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. When you're When you hit – like you, everyone and their mother deserves to go nuts. Like when you hit a parlay, like you deserve to talk all the smack you want. You're on top of the mountain. Like you did your research, you picked the right games. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a give and take. It's a give and take. And, you know, you got to expect it both ways. Yeah. And then the other thing I just wanted to bring up quickly was, and I say this to everyone and I say this to myself because people say like to me, Oh, how much do you bet? And stuff like that. I always say this, not what you can afford, but what you are okay with losing. Now, I know you do the degenerate sketches about rent and everything and the landlord calling you. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, too, <laughs> I always like to preach that just because Wait I've on, actually Bob. gotten before from people, like, if you need help, let me know. And I'm like, I'm I'm okay. Like, I'm not out here. Bet- I think it's people think I'm betting like $100 a week or whatever, when in reality, or $100 a parlay. But no, that's my, that's my whole thing. I just want to see where you feel about that. You bet what you can afford to lose or what you're okay losing. So if you lose it, you're not like screaming and it's not going to financially hurt you. No, 100%. I mean, I tweeted about this uh, a couple weeks ago, and and it's something that I very strongly believe in. Anytime that anyone asks me how much I'd be putting on a bet, how much you put on a bet, I always tell everyone whatever makes it fun for you. You know, whatever makes you feel like you got a little bit of action and it makes you watch the game a little bit more intensely and it's making you having fun. If that means 10 cents, if that means $1, if that means $5, if that means $10, do whatever you want to do. You know, like I think sports betting is supposed to be fun. Um, I'm very much am a part of the opinion that sports betting should be fun. I think way too many people take it way too seriously. Um, and I think the best moments that I've had with sports betting is when you're with your friends, when you're sweating a game, when you're just having fun with it, not when, you know, you feel like your bills are on the line and, and you're going to go hungry the next week. Um, so yeah, in terms of like things to bet, I always tell people all the time, whatever makes you feel like you're having fun, whatever makes you feel like you're engaged, whatever makes you feel like you're a part of the community. And that can be as small as 10 cents and it can be, as big as, you know, whatever you want. But like you said, as long as you're comfortable losing that, then that's your prerogative. Exactly. Because I actually remember that tweet because I literally quote tweeted it saying that you can't see it because it's really glared, but I basically said that you nailed it on the head and that you sent me a like. So as soon as you said that, I was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember this like spot on, spot on. And like you said, whatever's fun, whatever's not going to make you starve for a week, you want basically to do it to where, it's not going to kill you if you lose. Cause you have to go into that mentality. Cause every time you go in confident, it doesn't go your way. Sometimes it's always that. Yeah. And, and also, and also it's gambling. Like I think a lot of people forget that yeah. sports betting is gambling, even though it's sports and you know, you grew up watching sports and you think you really know sports it's gambling at the end of the day, you know, like the books put you in a position to lose, you know, that that's their whole game is trying to get you to lose and you're trying to beat the book. So, I mean, I think a lot of people forget that it is gambling and that it's not just like, 
oh, I know sports really well, so I'm going to be really good at this. And then they come in because I've had friends that do that where they're like, dude, I've been watching football my entire life, but I can't hit a bet to save my life. It's like I, it's two totally different things, gambling and and having a knowledge of, of the sport growing up. So, I mean, I, I totally agree. It's like when you see a spread and you're like, say if it's like a minus 14 spread and you're like, oh, for sure, they're going to cover that. They're going to kill them. But at the same time, too, you got to look at it. Like, I don't know about that because like the last two years – 2020, Kansas City was seven and nine against the spread. That was the year that they were dominant, and went to the Super Bowl and lost. But still, seven and nine against the spread. And last year, one of the better spread teams, the Detroit Lions. So it's like the expression: any given Sunday. Yeah, the Lions covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. No, I mean it's also like, it, it, like <laughs> this is my whole thing too. Like that, I talk about all the time. You're betting on human beings, right? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people that is lost on them were like, you know, these athletes aren't machines. And when you're betting on someone, I, I think it's lost on a lot of people that you need to realize how your week goes. I think out of seven days of the week, I probably have three really good days where I wake up and go, oh, I'm in no pain. Like I'm in a good mood. Everything's going right. Like I ate when I needed to eat. My stomach doesn't hurt. My arm doesn't hurt. Probably three out of the seven. <laughs> that, like I think that's average for a human being. And when you're betting on these guys, you don't know what's happening, right? I mean, you could have the Chiefs minus 14 and a half. Saturday night, him and his girlfriend get in a huge blowout over his brother dancing on the field, you know, and now he's going into the game with a cracked mindset and he's going to blow that 14 and a half for you, but you didn't know that going into it. So, you know, I think that's lost on a lot of people too, that you're, you're betting on a human being. So um, I think that's why also, I think it's why I'm, why I preach that it should be fun because like you're betting on another dude. hundred percent. 100%. That's like he said. It's like at the end of the day, too, when people bitch about fantasy football and then like they say, oh, I don't care about your roster because at the end of the day, yeah, they don't care that, oh, someone took me in the first round of pick five and I only had 100 yeah. rushing yards today and I didn't get any touchdowns. Like, why does what I did on the field, it doesn't have to affect you in your personal life. It doesn't have to be there because at the end of the day, like we said, it's a game. It's human beings. Don't freak out. Yeah, and they're trying to feed their families. You know, they're not necessarily worried about you getting 10 points in your fantasy league. <laughs> they're worried about like feeding their families and taking care of their kids. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's comical, but yeah. It's it's you know, it's it's tough though cuz people expect a lot when they when they get into gambling and and of these players cuz you put a lot of faith in them. Exactly. And then I'm going to come back with the cool graphics cuz look, it, like Let's we go. said, we're here for NFL season. So, what teams are you looking on already that you look at and you think I'm going to bet them. Or if there's like, like, I'll be honest with you. The second that they released the schedule in the week one spreads, there was one that just jumped out to me. And I'll get into that in a few minutes. But mm -hmm. like, when you look at teams right now, you're like, I like them. I think like, if I, if I look at them, they can increase my bankroll a lot or my ROI is going to skyrocket. Dude. So I've been getting this question so often and I really started looking into NFL futures and the teams about two weeks ago. Cause I don't like doing in the beginning of the summer cause too much can happen, whatever. Yeah. My dark horse coming into this year is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Their Super Bowl odds are absurdly high for a team that I think is absurdly well-rounded. And as we saw last year, without their best wide receiver and with some injury problems, still went pretty deep in the playoffs. And I mean, they're super undervalued this year, I think. Um, I really love the Raiders this year. You know, as a Jets fan, I did sprinkle on us to win the bowl. You know, I'll say it here. I did it. Um, it's not going to happen. But if it does happen, that'd be sick. But I'm going to be betting on the Jets a lot because that's my team. You know, I just I can't not. Um, but I really love the Raiders this year. I think the Bengals have another great year, honestly, um, coming back after that Super Bowl. 
I I think the one team that I'd say I'm not going to bet on a lot is going to be the Green Bay Packers. I was looking at the Super Bowl odds today just to refresh myself. I think they're way too high on that list in terms of their odds. There's no value in the Packers for me. I don't think they're going to be that great this year. I've never had a lot of love for Aaron Rodgers and losing Devontae Adams. I think I think that's going to have way more of an impact than than people might think on Aaron Rodgers. I think the same thing too. And also another team on there is even though they went to the, the NFC championship, excuse me, it was San Francisco. I have just, this is by a fan duel, um, San Francisco at plus 1600. I just look, they're a well-rounded team, but I don't trust the kid yet. Lance has to go out there and show, Hey, you're capable of doing this. Cause they just jumped Jimmy who literally Super Bowl two years ago, NFC championship this year. But if I had to look at a team from the Super Bowl odds that I like, if I had to play Super Bowl future right now, it's the Ravens at plus 2000. You like the Ravens. I don't know I just, about the Ravens. I don't know about Lamar. I just think that how well-rounded they were and they still were competitive last year with all their injuries. And also, too, when I'm looking at a, a bet for value. But if it's a bet for actual on-field performance, like you said, Vegas is up there, um, or even Denver at plus 1,700 as well. Like, we'll see. I was always bullish on Denver when it was Drew Locke, but now with Russ, we'll, we'll wait and see, but... It's just always too hard to tell. That's why, I like, if I'm doing futures, I'd rather do, like, player awards, team total wins and overs. New York Giants minus seven and a half. Um, <laughs> under seven and a half, excuse me. Let's um, go. Yeah, I, I just don't. I can't get behind Daniel Jones. Um, or even to make the playoff bets, like, I don't know. Let's see. Arizona Cardinals at plus 118. Like, that's not a bad bet to make just because you don't know what the tough division. is going to It's a tough division, but tough the whole division. conference as a whole, they can still sneak in. I'm like – and then, yeah, there's not a lot of other makes. Like it's, you're more likely to make money on a team betting on a team to suck. To not no, 100%. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with the Ravens take. I just feel as though I actually really like Lamar. I think he gets a lot of hate for, you know, his still what people like to call his inability to throw the ball. Um, I don't really think he has an inability to throw, to throw the ball. But what I will say is I don't think they replaced Hollywood Brown very well. I don't think Hollywood Brown was all that great. I think he's going to be a fucking stud on the Cardinals. I think he's going to be unbelievable on the Cardinals. I think he fits in that offense perfectly, especially when DeAndre Hopkins comes back and decides to take the needle out of his butt. But I'm like, I agree with the Ravens. I think they're a great team. But once again, they have really not given Lamar anybody to throw to, which is honestly shocking. They really have not given anyone to throw to other than, you know, Mark Andrews is going to be sick again. Um, but a team that I did want to talk about that I think is going to be very underrated as well, that I think actually might be getting a little bit too overhyped right now is going to be the Detroit Lions. I think they're going to make a little bit of noise, man. I think they're going to make a little bit of noise to the point where people are going to be going, what's going on in Detroit? Um, I just want to look up their win total right now because I know that was like one of the bigger handles of like Caesars and MGM. They're mm -hmm. over six and a half right now. That I, feels free, dude. If, if It feels almost good. I feel like... Look, they were a great spread team last year. I still, I'm not going to come out here and say making the playoffs. No, I can see. No, 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 no. They're in no. a season where if all goes right, seven and ten, I think is there. But I think if I had to look realistic, I could say probably maybe five and twelve. Yeah, I mean, when I'm saying making noise, let's not yeah. forget it's the Detroit Lions. The Detroit yeah. Lions making noise is them winning five games. I mean yeah. that that's some noise. Um, so I think they make some noise this year too. I also one team that I'm. Um, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm going to bet on, is the Chiefs. I actually think they did a fantastic job of replacing Tyree Kill. Um, I think Tyree Kill is fantastic, don't get me wrong, but I think giving Patrick Mahomes, a guy like Marcus Valdez-Scantling, 
and a couple other weapons around him, like McCall Hardman staying around, I think they're going to be pretty dangerous once again. And I think a lot of people are going to look at that Chiefs team and a lot of casual bettors are going to be looking at Chiefs spreads going, well, they don't have Tyree Kill, so there's no way they cover, you know, minus seven and a half. Or when they're playing a great team, there's no way the Chiefs cover plus, you know, let's say six and a half when they're playing a really good team. They don't have Tyree Kill. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I really don't. I like it. I like it. I've always said for Kansas City, so obviously you're a Jets fan, and for years you've always heard the Tom Brady stuff. I'll also admit right here not to. I'm New England. Um, (laughs) And before you say anything, no, I'm not from the area, and I know I'm actually from Toronto. Let's go beat the Blue Jays. Yeah. Love Drake. Big Drake fan. Nice. Good to hear. Um, (laughs) But my thing with Tom is every year, you know, when you always heard, it's not his year. He's going to decline. What's he going to do? He doesn't have the weapons. He just fucks around and gets to the Super Bowl. It's classic. I can see a similar scenario with Mahomes where everyone's looking at all the other teams in the West, where they're looking at Vegas, they're looking at LA, they're looking at Denver. And then all along, Patrick Mahomes can just come along and be like, oh, hey, I'm Patrick Mahomes. My one hot take for them is, though, because of the receivers they have now, I'm kind of bullish on Travis Kelsey from a fantasy standpoint just because I feel like he's going to get double teamed. He's going to be double teamed a little bit more. And the bet that I like that I want to get into that I've been on since May Week one, Chiefs Cardinals over 53 and a half points. That's free. And, that I, is, and I yeah. love that you're bringing me on here. First bet of the year isn't over. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's almost horny. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. That's, that's electric. No, I mean, I love that. I think, too, in a game like that, Kyler Murray has something to prove. And Kyler Murray having something to prove means you need to pick apart a defense, buddy, because the Cardinals put a clause in your contract that said you can't play Call of Duty and you need to look <laughs> at the playbook. So I think Kyler Murray has to come out and have a really great year. Um, I love that over, by the way. That's that's yeah. a fantastic over. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say it too. I think it happens a lot in the NFL. I think it also happens a lot in the NBA. When you get rid of a guy that demands a lot of attention from his own offense, it diversifies what you can do going forward. I think the Chiefs now have a way more diverse offense than when they had Tyree Kill. I'm gonna like I. That might be a really hot take. That might be a sword that I die on. But looking at the Chiefs now. I think that offense is more dynamic without him than with him because now Pat, Pat Mahomes can really do whatever he wants. I feel like before it was two options. If you didn't throw to one of those two and some guy dropped it or you overthrow him, it was, why didn't you throw the tire kill? Why didn't you throw Travis Kelsey? And now it's going to be like, Travis Kelsey's going to get mobbed. And I think that kind of opens him up a little bit more. You know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tire kill is great, but I still think Pat Mahomes is the top three, top two quarterback in the NFL. So he's always there it's like i know everyone's so like bullish on josh allen and stuff right now but like at the same time too i feel like everyone's kind of like this offseason as a whole i feel like no one's talking about Mahomes. i feel like nobody nobody dude i'm hearing way too much about the goddamn dolphins and tua who's gonna suck again i'm hearing way too much about the broncos dude like russell wilson sucks i don't know every every ever since i started betting on sports the one guy that has sold more spreads for me than any other human being on the planet is Russell goddamn Wilson. And the fact that he's on the Broncos, I mean, it's over with, dude. I don't think I'll touch the Denver Broncos all year. It's because I know he's going to he's gonna suck. Like, I know he's going to suck. Like, is it weird to think that taking, like, with his game week one, I'm so tempted to take Seattle on the spread just because, like, how last year when Brady went back to Tampa, Patriots nearly beat them and covered low-scoring game. But at the same time, too, there's a part of me that's like, Oh, he's going to go there and torch them. I'm just going to wait to see what the analysts say. Because, like, with the Patriots game, Patriots box last year, I remember everyone saying, oh, they're going to torch them. So I tell you, too, don't listen to the outside noise or all the other gambling experts. Sure. You make your videos. I, I make videos, too. I just don't have the biggest following as you. But at the same time, too, I say that. If you want to tell me, great. If you don't want to tell me, that's totally up to you. Of course. 
It's always an option. Day, you know, this is what I'm taking. Yeah. You know, do what you want to do. I honestly, too, you know, I don't know why, but ever since that video of Drew Locke rapping on the sideline came out, I I don't hate the kid. I feel like he got a lot of hate in a situation in Denver that probably wasn't great for him. Um, I'm looking forward to him in Seattle. I am. I think he this is his year, though. He either like has an OK year or he busts and now he's a backup for the next three years and then he's out of the NFL. Um, but I think that's an interesting situation for him, you know? I think it's the same thing as, how do I say? It? It's the same thing with Daniel Jones, too, in New York. I just think with Drew Locke, it was the situation was never right. And also, too, the one game that really got me in off him was 2020 when the Broncos played the Patriots and they only won 18 to 12 off six field goals because he couldn't get it done on the third down. Otherwise, that game would have been a complete route by the Denver Broncos. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you. I mean, you know, he's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. He's got some weapons, so it should be interesting to see what he does. Um, but, you know, it's it's another team that's that's probably one season away from blowing everything up and rebuilding um, in Seattle. So he's kind of in a spot that definitely is not great. But, you know, it's also a spot where you don't have anything to lose. So you might as well go out there and try to ball out, you know? Um, I know we talked about this earlier, but, look, when it comes to certain futures, we talk about suitable futures on, like, certain teams mm-hmm. we look at from a value standpoint. But there's one that I like. He's not exactly near the bottom of the favorites. But if I had to look at an MVP, I wanted you to get this take. But Justin Herbert, plus 900. So I like Justin Herbert a lot. Um, I think he's really great. I just don't know. He's got to get over the hump, I feel like. Last year, everyone was saying the same thing, that Herbert MVP was fantastic value. um, And he didn't get over the hump last year. He pretty much has everything you need to have a Super Bowl contending team in, in LA, I, I think, um, especially in his offense. Um, but he's got to get over that hump. If he gets over the hump this year, I 100% agree. I think he's great value for, for any award. Um, I think if he gets over the hump, the Chargers are a shout to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but he's got to get over that hump. And I don't think we have seen him yet really make that, you know, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson type progression that I think you need to make to win an MVP in the league. Um, but I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, like if you had to pick someone for MVP right now, like if you're looking at it realistically, like where do you stand? Like, are you going to look more Josh Allen, or are you going to look at someone more down the chart when it comes to odds? I kind of, I kind of like looking more so down the chart. I'm trying to find it right now. I forgot to write down my MVP. I have everything else written down. I'm trying to find them. Um, trying to find the MVP odds right now on Fanduel. Um, where is this ish? All right, we got season. Is it under? Is it under season specials on Fanduel? Do you know? Uh, it's under season awards. Um. One other one while you're looking up that I'm going to say that I absolutely love is that oh, plus 1,600. I'm just going to say this quickly. Plus go. 1,600 for comeback player of the year, even though I think it should be most improved like the NBA does. And that's Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, he could be an absolute, like, danger zone in New Orleans. I mean, that could get that could get out of hand quick. Um, but, I mean, looking at the MVPs, you know, I think – if I I think especially if you're looking at guys like the Ravens to make a run, you know I don't hate Lamar Jackson at plus two thousand. Um, honestly, I also don't hate Joe Burrow at plus twelve hundred, dude. I think now him and Jamar have a, a full season under the belt in the NFL. T Higgins is looking like he's going to be an absolute animal again. I mean this this kid has it all right now in Cincinnati. If he just puts it together a little bit with the amount of press that he already gets and half of the MVP award is how much you get posted on social media. I'm convinced. So, I mean, if he just puts it together, I think Joe Burrow plus 1200 is great value. You know, I think Kyler Murray, if he puts on enough of a show in Arizona, I think he could be a shout too. Um, 
And then my guy that I should have had it written down is Derek Carr at plus 2,500. Um, I love the Raiders this year. I really think they're going to make a lot of noise, and I think he's going to be a huge part of that. If it, if the Raiders simply make the playoffs and are a double-digit win and he has a stellar season, let's say at least 30-odd touchdowns, even if he can creep closer to 40 and fought over 5,000 yards throwing it, I think it's a pretty much lock-in that he will be in that MVP conversation. So, so if you're looking at odds right now, look, I love that plus 2,500 for Derek Carr, but at the same time, too, I just have a little bit of a hesitancy just because he hasn't been there, but I feel like now is that, okay, are you elite Derek or like, are you a top 10 guy or are you always going to be that middle of the pack quarterback? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Uh, I think this, honestly, it's going to be a fun year. Cause I think this is a make or break year for a lot of quarterbacks. Um, a lot of guys that have made a lot of noise. I think you're probably getting, excuse me, you're probably getting really close to a Lamar Jackson make or break year. Yeah. I think, um, He's got to start. I mean, MVP, that's great, but you got to start making some noise in the playoffs, bud. Um, I think guys like Derek Carr, you're 100% right. It's it's time to start making some noise. Matt Stafford was close, but then he won the bowl. So, you know, that's tough. Um, but, you know, even with uh, even with, I think, the young guys, too, uh, I think Trey Lance, this is a not not a make or break year, but he's got to make some noise. And, you know, Zach Wilson as a Jets fan. It has been a media whirlwind around that kid. Um, I saw, I think it was Colt McCoy come out today or yesterday and talk about how he doesn't understand why Zach Wilson is getting so much praise for pretty much doing nothing impressive or whatever it was. I mean, that's rich coming from him, but I, yeah, I think, I think, I think too, guys like Zach Wilson, like you need, you need to start showing something. Justin Fields, you need to start showing something. Like I think teams are very prone to moving on quickly from quarterbacks now because you can find that Justin Herbert like almost immediately. Um, and you can find that Lamar Jackson almost immediately. So I think like the the lifespan of a quarterback now, once you're a rookie, I think is getting increasingly smaller. Like if Justin Fields doesn't show anything, how long do you think he's a Chicago Bears quarterback? My only thing with him is, though, I feel like the Bears are not putting him in a position to succeed. They still have Darnell Mooney. They still have David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, the Bears suck. Yeah, that was a bad example. Matt, but is, yeah. the Bears, that's just the thing. The Bears are in a rebuild, so I feel like he has a little more leeway. But, and Zach, here's my thing. He has all the tools to succeed. It's like giving a 16-year-old kid a Ferrari and being like, okay, here are the keys to the car. you got to drive this thing without crashing it. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to call the Jets a Ferrari, but I'm just giving the metaphor of like, look, You've got a tight end. You've got a pretty solid two-headed monster at running back. We'll see how Brees Hall does. We've got an excellent offense. Like, our offense yeah. right now, I think, is very underrated, but your offense is only as good as a guy throwing the ball. And um, in that preseason game, I will say, Zach looked atrocious. I mean, he was staring down wide receivers like it was his job. It's like, why don't we, you know, fake with the eyes a little bit here, Zach? You know, you don't have to don't have to let everyone in the arena know you're going to Garrett. Um, But, no, I think, it, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think – you know, he is a young kid and, and the Jets with Joe Douglas, we're finally figuring it out. Like we're having good drafts, but it would just be so classic if we drafted a quarterback that just ends up to be a complete bust because, you know, we gave him a great offense and he just wasn't the guy. But, you know, we'll see. I'm still optimistic. The only, the only big difference right now with Jets and Giants fans, I feel like, is that Giants fans are viewing Daniel Jones the way you guys viewed Sam Darnold in 2020, where you're like, OK, he's still got it. He's still got it. But in reality, it's just like not clicking in that maybe he's not the guy for the job. Like with Daniel Jones, I still feel like. I know they want to do a little bet on yourself, not giving you a fifth-year option, but at the same time, it's like, dude, come on. You've got to prove something to us this year. You haven't proved anything throughout your three seasons that you can win. So we'll see what happens there. But when it comes to Zach, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to him. I think there's a solid chance, too, that if this team doesn't improve from last year or if they just 
don't do anything. Who knows what, what direction we'll go in. But at the same time, too, if the Jets can go 6-11, and 7-10, and 10, lose some close games, you know, like that. Yep. I think the Jets can be a spread darling this year. I think they'll be that team where, you know what, take them, hold your breath. But hold they might be they might be a bit of a cash might, might not I'm not saying full cash cow, but I'm saying hold your breath because you don't know which way it's gonna go. I feel like with them, they can either be super into games or they can just begin whooped every week. That's no, what yeah, I feel I mean, like as, as a Jets fan, when you say hold your breath, it's it's a hold your breath. I mean, <laughs> literally every quarter. We could come out in the first quarter and be up 21-0 and lose 35-21. So I mean, yeah, for sure. If you're betting on jet spreads this year, hold your breath. I'm gonna be doing it. I agree with you. If Brees Hall comes out and looks great, we're gonna be a spread monster this year because then we're going to have an established running game. Michael Carter looked great last year. Um, I think our wide receiving core is probably one of the best in the NFL might be a hot take, but um, in terms of our, in ter- yeah. And in terms of our depth, I mean, we still have, um, we still have Corey Davis. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting how good he is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to the year. It should be good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like NFL is 22 days away, but it's like, Oh, I can't come sooner. Oh, feels good. hundred percent. Bills Rams. Bills Rams, September 8th. It's going to um, be sick. But like we said, look, if you are wanting to go out there, like my neck of the woods, CFL football is a thing right now for those people. So, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same, but it's all right. Yeah. You know, it's football's football. Take some football here and there. CFL football is good for overs, though. I'm going to say that right now. Okay. Well, now you're talking. Yeah. Like the, now like, we're talking about something. <laughs> like the Big 12. And I want to switch gears because obviously, look, for as big as NFL betting is, college football betting is right there. I already. There's one other bet I got lined up for week one. I just think Ohio State's going to wipe the floor with Notre Dame. I think that okay. that's what I think. I but it. when it comes to college football betting, at the same time, too, I feel like everyone thinks you can't win money on money lines unless you're going like crazy 10-teamers, which do not do. It's the spreads is where you're going to make your money. That's where you're going to make your money with college football. That and overs, which I like I said, like I know you're Overs, yeah, goals. I was about to say, dude. Overs in college football are electric. Texas, Oklahoma will be the easiest over anyone cashes this year. It's literally going to be free. I mean, they could put it at 100, and I'm still going to take the over in that game. I mean, you just can't not. Um, but, no, I mean, college football is going to be great this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like if you had to pick a favorite right now, obviously, I know I saw your video. You're yep. now. I had to do it. I, I've, not, I've never really had a college football team or a, co- I know, or a college basketball team. I just like watching the sport. I like betting on the kids. Um, like you got me betting on – Texas Southern for college basketball for a bit there. Let's go. They were sick. They were sick. But uh, with college football, though, my thing is, besides Texas, who's a team you're looking at where you're like, I I like what they're doing. I think they got something to cook in there. I mean, Ohio State, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, C.J. Stroud is going to be unbelievable this year. Um, I also think, you know, college football is going to be very wide open this year. you know, I've I picked Texas for a couple reasons, and I'll I'll give you I'll give you the clip because I haven't explained it to anybody yet why I took Texas as my college football team. I chose Texas as my college football team one because I love being the heel. I think it's so funny that their slogan is "We're back." Um, being a Providence College basketball fan last year was the greatest was probably the greatest couple months of my life. Being able to be like, "Oh, we're lucky," and then we go out and cover spreads and beat and beat teams as underdogs, and then we're the number one bet against team in the NCAA tournament, and then we absolutely wipe the floors out to go to state. Like, I love being the heel. I think that's awesome, man. I think Texas is the biggest heel in college football. I mean, they have a fan base that doesn't care. Every year they're back. I love that slogan. Like, we're back. I think it's hysterical. Um, I love Quinn Ewers. I think that kid is hysterical. The mullet is sick. Um, I think he's also a dog. And to be honest, I think Texas is going to make some noise in the Big 12 this year. I think it'll be fun betting on them. Um, I'm definitely going to go to a game. I think that's going to be a great time. But, 
you know, I just love the energy that the Longhorns have. I love Matt McConaughey. You know, I'm I'm a simple guy. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna come out here and call myself a genius, but that this is how I make decisions. You know, I love being the heel, love Matt McConaughey. I think we're back is a great slogan. Um and all that jazz. But in terms of betting, I do think Texas is going to make some noise. I agree with you. I think Ohio state is going to beat the the brakes off of Notre Dame. Um, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to avoid the big 10 when betting football this year for college. Um, I just hate watching the games. I think they're boring. Yeah. They run the ball too much. I think it's boring. You know, I love defense, but it's not like exciting defense. Um, I think the SEC is going to be a lot of fun this year too, though. Um, that's that's a conference I'm going to be looking at for sure. Um, and then the Big Twelve, you know, it's great for overs. Oh, I love 100%. the Big Twelve. I mean, just feed me overs. It's it, it's a shootout every game in the Big Twelve. Uh, that that's why I wanted to pick Texas too because any Big Twelve game you're watching, there's a gunslinger at the quarterback, which is you know it's always fun. And then you got Arch Manning coming in next year. It should, should be a great time. Alabama Texas week two. That's going to be a free over right there. And I'm taking Texas money line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that I'm, brave. I'm not that brave. You, you do you. That's your team. I'm not that brave. <laughs> and I might be going down to Texas for that game. I'm, I'm talking Ooh. to a couple of buddies right now about getting tickets to going down to that game because I think that's going to be so much fun. I mean, anytime you get a chance to watch Nick Saban coach, I feel like you got to do it. And I haven't done it yet because I went to a school that didn't have college football. So, I mean, now that I have Texas, of course they're playing Alabama. Of course it's early in the season. Like this could be an electric factory. Um, so I might try to get down to that game, but yeah, I'm for sure going to take Texas money line. If not the spread, probably both <laughs> might pull a Providence basketball. Just take both for the bet. So let's just get the red flag straight folks. Drinks cold parlays winning and is overs. That's how you describe Mikey right there. Those three things, right? You put that on my headstone. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's free for my, for my headstone. Oh, but it's like that's the thing. I would have I would have probably had a drink tonight, but I figured it's a Wednesday at six. A little 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 early. Little early. No, never yeah. too early, but you oh. know, I get it. I got you. I got you. You know, if the if the games are on, it's all right to have a beverage. Yes, exactly. Like that that's that's the thing too. Even if you got bets going tonight, but I just look at baseball and I'm like, I've lost too much money on baseball to where I'm just like, I need I need it back. I know I know your I know your buddy Gavin likes the nerfies and those can be electric too, but no, I mean, I want to blow my brains out with baseball. Uh, it is probably my least favorite thing to bet on. Um, yeah. I'm hating every second of it. It makes no sense. Um, I think the lines are probably the dumbest of any sport. Um, the fact that the Orioles win like three straight and are still like plus 150 every game is just like absurd. And then they come out today and they're plus 135 and they lose by like seven. And it just, it makes no sense. Um, baseball is the worst. Uh, I, I think uh, it's it's comical how many people will DM me and like respond to my stuff being like, it was always the Marlins against the Padres. It's like, is it, was it though? Because yeah. then the Padres come out today and they like nuke on them. So it's like, you know, baseball just makes no sense. I, I, I would just prefer to lose my money betting on football than lose it betting on baseball. That's, that's my honest opinion. <laughs> exactly. If I had to pick two sports that I look, if I lose my money on, I'm not gonna be pissed. Football's one hockey is the other. It's college basketball for me is the other one. College basketball, too, is just with college basketball. I feel like when I start looking at those, like, really weird conference games, it's just when I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. That's why, like, with baseball, like, I see people online, like, whether it be you or others posting about that. And, like, with college basketball, like, I mainly tail people with college basketball because I don't know too, too much about it when it comes to, like, trends and everything like that. But yeah. The Big East was a pretty good conference to bet on. I will be honest with Loved you when it, it comes to that. I yeah. mean, Providence was free. You made free money if you bet on Providence. <laughs> I think I did a few times. I just can't remember too many of those bets we, off the top of my head. We but... were a wagon. Yeah. We were what the people called the wagon in the streets. Oh, yeah. 
has a wagon. So, like, the teams to bet on, I could just say, who's your wagon for this year? Like, my wagon right now probably, let's call it as it is, we'll do lion spreads maybe. And week one, you want to hop on the wagon already, folks. I've said it here right now. Arizona, Kansas City, over 53 and a half. I love that. That's probably going to be done by halftime. That and then. Yeah, uh, I mean, that over is, like, free, dude. They don't, they don't make it up. It's free. That's that, the, they don't make that up. The, the numbers like that, when you got two quarterbacks like that going up against each other, I mean, you might as well take the over. Because my my whole point with the Mikey over bit is that I'd rather bet on these guys to play well and root for a really fun game than be rooting against them to do well and betting on an under. Like when you've got Kyler Murray and Pat Mahomes going at each other, don't you want them to just be unleashing all yeah. game? Like, yeah, so give me the over, whatever. It's like the playoff game last year with Buffalo and Kansas City. You don't want to oh. sit there and watch a uh... – Stinker. No, the only time I I'll bet I bet an under was that I can remember was what was the game? Detroit, Chicago, Thanksgiving. But that's like for obvious reasons. You know that game's gonna suck. So it's like bet the under. But when you that's right though, because when you're betting the under, you're basically betting for a game to be shit. And sometimes I'll do it if like look, hey, it feels right, but at the same time, too, you want the electric factory, you want that sweat of oh, like come on, you just gotta get like one more touchdown. Come on, you can do it. That's that's what you want. But um, before we wrap up here today, for anyone out there who may not know too, too much about you, where can they find you? Anyone on social media? Yeah, so Mikey Over on, on all platforms except for Instagram. I'm michael.j.overs. It's more of an inside joke. I'm on Twitter. It's at MikeyOver1. And then on TikTok, it's just at MikeyOver. You know, we're, uh, we're taking it one, one game at a time, one over at a time, and I'll see you guys at the cash counter. Sounds good. And if you want to have a compliment, the week one over with another one, may I suggest in the 425 slot as well. I don't know what the number is, but Green Bay and Minnesota. That one almost seems like... The over? Yeah. I'm going to look okay. it up right now. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to open up FanDuel, look yeah, it I don't up. Hate it. I don't love Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, I don't hate an over. That's my problem, though. Is I'm just one of those guys. If you give me a bet, like, I'm going to take it. Like, I have friends that will text me, like, parlays. I, I always tell them because it's like, I'm just not, I'm not going to not, you know. I'm not going to not. Exactly. Exactly. It's 48 and a half, by the way. So 53 and a half, 48 and a half. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate it. So it's one of those things where like, Hey, if you sprinkle money on it and it loses, you can live with yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. Whatever. I'm okay with losing money. If it felt right. You know, that's, that's also something you got to be ready for in sports betting. You got to be okay with losing money. Like, cause it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're not going to hit hundred percent. I promise. Exactly. Load up your, Oh, also one more question I want to ask you. What is your favorite sports book to use? Just out of curiosity. I love DraftKings because I think they're um, the bet placed graphic is the prettiest to mm. post. I just love that graphic. It's like green, white. It's good contrast. Love DraftKings. Uh, I think they got great odds too. To be honest with you, I feel like their odds are always better than FanDuel's for some reason. I, with gambling becoming more prevalent in Ontario, like we like literally got FanDuel back in April. Like all of them, like Fan, like FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesars, PointsBet. DraftKings was like one of the later ones to the party, but mm-hmm. if I have to pick basing off winning money lately, I still I go bet MGM at the moment just because that's where I've been the luckiest. Oh, let's go. No, but with, but with FanDuel though, I can never turn down a super boost. Like this Saturday's Kamara mm-hmm. Usman hit land a strike at minus one ten. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's a twenty dollar max bet. And people ask me all the time with that stuff. Like, why do they do that? I'm like, they do that to sucker you in. It's like the casinos in Vegas. Mm, classic, dude. Yeah, it's like when you go to a casino in Vegas and you see a slot machine in the lobby. Those ones are meant to pay out more because they'll make you walk into the casino. And, uh, like, by the way, you're not pulling the money out when that Kamara Usman thing hits because now you've got a full account and you're going to go, oh, I'm going to just double this with this parlay. You're not pulling the money out. And they know you're not going to pull the money out. So 
They're going to give you double your money and eat that loss because they know they're going to triple their profit in a month when everyone loses it all. It's like the state in New York generates, like I think, like a billion dollars a month in sports gambling. Dude, it's absurd. It's absurd. Uh, New Jersey, when it was first legalized, um, like the handle they brought in was, I think it was like two billion in the first like couple months. It's like absurd. The goofy thing to me still is, is that Florida, California, and Texas are still not have haven't passed it yet. I mean, Both Florida. Well, Florida's controlled by. Um, the reservations gambling oh. in, in Florida is, I think the reservations deal. Cause I, I worked for a sports betting startup and I was on fundraising. I think that's why Florida doesn't do it. So they have to get, um, they have to get something from, from the reservations to be able to do it. I believe I'm not sure. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think that's, that's why with Florida, but yeah, I mean, those States, I mean, they, they need to figure it out. California is going to do it because they're an insane amount of debt. They're going to be like, well, we can make billions of dollars on sports betting. Sure, man. <laughs> We can pray on the weekend degenerative. Sure, we'll do it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, they already do it with everything else in California. Might as well bring sports betting into the bunch. Oh, 100%. But um, anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up here today. Is there anything else you want to add, or do you think we covered all the bases? No, I appreciate you for having me. Uh, you know, hook them. Let's go Horns. Looking forward to college football. Go Jets. Should be a good year, hopefully. <laughs> um, you know, but hopefully optimistic. Thanks for having me on. This was great, man. Appreciate you. No problem. Anytime. But anyway, folks, this has been episode 174. I'll see you guys next week for more YWC Football Talk. Mikey over, thank you once again. Guys, enjoy yourself, and let's go win some money. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.